At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, NCIA's Deputy Director of Communications. Today, I am chatting with Jennifer Spanos, who's the VP of Product and Vertical Strategy at Cannabusiness ERP. She has 15 plusters of experience in cannabis and food software and operations, working to maximize the efficiency and profitability of customers' businesses. Jennifer started out doing research and development for food companies, launching new products across North America. She is currently based in Ottawa, Canada, and has a Bachelor of Science in Food Science from the University of Gulf. Cannabusiness ERP is the go-to answer for cannabis cultivators and processors seeking a software platform to manage their entire business. More than basic seed-to-sale or compliance-only software, Cannabusiness ERP tracks production, inventory sales, finance, quality, and clients. Welcome to the show today, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Great. So sounds like you got to work in some really interesting food product launches across North America. Uh, what other, tell me more about that background and the kind of work that you did before adding cannabis to your plate. Sure. So as you mentioned before, I started out in the food industry doing research and development for food companies. So that really meant that I would develop new formulations, scale them up for mass production at different plants across North America, and kind of travel around launching those products, improving them, doing things like cost savings, process improvements, uh, Six Sigma, and that kind of thing. So I did that for a number of years, and then I ended up moving into the software side of things, still with food, uh, and specifically into food ERP, where I got to work with customers actually in both food and cannabis in various capacities, which included building out and implementing software. And I've been on that side of things for more than 15 years now. So, you know, really, I kind of ended up in cannabis because of the overlap with food. And, and sort of through that experience is how I ended up moving into this industry, I would say. Got it. Yeah. When I think of industries that have staying power, um, you know, food uh, is definitely one of them. It's something that everybody, 
everybody needs every single day. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then you think of other industries that seem a little more frivolous or, you know, luxury or something like that. Food is very much, um, you know, here to stay. We all need it. That's great. Um, <laughs> and now cannabis is on its way as well. So when you added cannabis uh, to your plate, um, and yes, there there's lots of edible <laughs> products in our yes. in our industry as well. I like the gummies. I like the chocolates. Um, maybe we'll get some savory things coming down the line, like hot sauce. But um, was it just another? Uh, you know, another plant to add to, you know, all the vegetables on your plate or why, why did you, you know, decide to get involved in the cannabis side of all this? Well, you know, I sort of ended up that way through that initial company because there was overlap with food. So actually our food software was used for cannabis companies. And that was before, before it legalized in Canada. So mostly with Colorado and California customers. But then I would say that I really got involved with it once legalized in Canada. And that was really, I mean, I'm sure you, you know about it or remember how that kind of went down, right? It was a whirlwind of activity. There was a, a lot of things happening, a lot of learning happening. And really, I would say a lot of people actually from food got into cannabis along the way because there's a lot of overlap. So it's regulated, you're dealing with something as well that's living. And so, you know, you kind of made a reference to another plant <laughs> along the way. And I would say yes and no. Uh, certainly there's similarities, but there, you know, where there's overlap is that you're dealing with something that is alive or was once alive. And there's a lot of variability in that. There's natural variability. You need to adapt to it. You need to compensate for it. And with that, there's so much to learn, right? There's so much to learn in this industry. It's always changing. We're learning more about the science, the benefits every day. And really that's what drew me to it is, is that it is changing. Um, it's new, it's so beneficial. And there's always so much to learn. And so that's, that's really how I- Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply ended up here so there was a natural overlap with food and it's just so so interesting it's it's growing so fast and so consistently that uh you know it's a good place to be yeah absolutely um i really enjoy watching the the increase of science uh surrounding more of these minor novel cannabinoids um outside of the thc and cbd products that 
you know, most people are aware of now, truly there are many, many, many more other cannabinoids that have so many effects on the human body as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The science is, is really fascinating and and I I can't wait to see where we're headed with it. Um, So today um, now you're working with cannabis, cannabis ERP. Uh, tell me more about what's happening uh, with the company and, and your role there. Right. So as you mentioned, I'm the vice president of product and vertical strategy here at Cannabis ERP. And that really means that I'm responsible for understanding the industry and its challenges. Um, you know, we really want to understand the industry at a deep level so that we can help our customers. Ultimately, we want to make sure that we're building a product that is solving problems, right? Or helping people through challenges. And so Mm -hmm. it's my job to see what's happening in the industry to make sure that we are, you know, at least keeping up with it, if not ahead of it, deciding what the the overall roadmap is, the strategic initiatives that our company goes after. Um, Of course, understanding the market itself, and then making sure that our team is also educated on what's happening, right? So again, um, we like to partner with our customers for the long term. And part of that is understanding the challenges and helping them face those challenges. So the more we know and the more we understand, the better we can help our customers. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, here in the United States, there's um, 18 states with adult use cannabis and uh, 30 something with medical programs of some kind as well. Um, and every state is a little bit different, right? So mm-hmm. um, the compliance issues, the regulatory issues, uh, you know, when you're talking about a product that um, a, a, a software that tracks everything from inventory and, and the production cycle to um you know, all the way down to the other other important taxation structures and finances and so on. There's a lot of moving parts there as well. Um, yes. So I, I think most uh, cannabis operators and licensees and and those who work in in the industry are already wearing a lot of hats and already juggling a lot of balls. Um, and on top of that. Uh, the profit margins are slim, considering uh, Section 280E of the tax code, not allowing uh, licensed businesses to take our normal tax business deductions, mm-hmm. um, and the continued struggle to get consistent and full access to banking services. Um, you know, we're we're looking at some some votes that have been happening recently. Uh, the MORE Act and the Safe Banking Act and all these different pieces of legislation that are getting good movement in the House of Representatives, but it's a little slower to get it through the finish line. Anything that can help these cannabis business operators to run their businesses faster, stronger, smarter, more compliantly, I think is is a good thing. Yes. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break, and then we'll come back and chat more with Jennifer Spanos of Canna Business ERP. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. 
All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore with NCIA, chatting with Jennifer Spanos of Canna Business ERP. So in the last segment, I, I was mentioning that there are 18 states in the U.S. with a full-on adult use, 21-plus cannabis laws on the books, and 36 or so with medical programs of some kind. Um, And every year, more and more states introduce legislation or vote to legalize. So that means there are still some emerging markets out there bringing really exciting opportunities uh, to companies. And I imagine that's also happening in Canada, just in a little bit of a different way. So in just the last few years of legal adult use cannabis here in the U.S., we've seen the growth in our industry to the point where uh, MSOs, multi-state operators, are now stepping up and out of the, the states that they are established in and expanding into new states. So you might see a company from Colorado or California looking at New York or New Jersey or Massachusetts, right? Um, so this kind of move is is really a great sign for our industry as far as being legitimized and thriving. Uh, but all that isn't, it isn't just as easy as saying, I'm going to pick up, move over here, stick it in a new state. It's not really turnkey. It's not really that easy. Is that right? Something else you need to consider is overall distribution and supply chain network. How easy is it to get the supplies that you need? Do you have distribution capability? You need to find that out and plan for it ahead of time so that you can put things in place to accommodate any gaps. We talked about regulations, uh, knowing the agencies that you're dealing with. Certainly, you need to have somebody that can help you through that. I would not recommend trying to navigate that on your own. Mm-hmm. And you need to think about how many licenses are available versus the number of producers there already. Is there a cap? Is there not a cap? Um, what type of business can you have? And that business plan is going to change depending on the answer because the market could be flooded with competition or it could be too restrictive for success. And then finally, I'd say that that business plan, having a clear overall business plan, is going to be one of the most important, if not the most important aspect of long-term success. You want to make sure that your company is aligned on why you're doing this and what the expected outcome is going to be, because that's going to make your future decisions a lot easier down the road. Mm, great. Yeah, definitely. And getting your ducks in a row, crossing those T's, dotting those I's and, you know, hiring experts <laughs> um, <laughs> when you don't have the knowledge yourself. Um I, you know, you, you may be able to grow the best marijuana in the world, but if you don't know how to balance your checkbook, you better hire an accountant, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, well, we're about to take um, another commercial break, but, you know, one thing I want to add is, you know, we talk about on the show, uh, another thing is seasoned operators talk about the importance of getting to know your local regulators, local law enforcement, um, the fire department, the environmental agency, meet the mayor, meet the governor, make friends, and it can go a long way. Do you agree with that? I definitely do. If you have the community on your side, right, including all of those people, 
it's going to be much, much easier. And you need to think about how you're helping that community, right? So I've seen companies that go in and they say, okay, we're going to order food from local restaurants. We're going to make sure that a certain percentage of our workforce is from local community resources. And things like that can also go a long way to ensuring success because then you're part of that community and people look out for each other, right? So I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, there's something to be said about community building and building trust in the community that you're operating in. Um, everything from the neighbors uh, to to the leadership of, mm-hmm. of that town as well and everything in between. I like the idea of um, the commitment to supporting local small businesses and restaurants, um, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> that could be a really fun thing, actually mm-hmm. finding a really good like burger joint or <laughs> burrito place and um, creating community between um, maybe a retail dispensary and a restaurant. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities there. I like that. All right, let's take our last commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat with Jennifer from Canna Business ERP. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice and we're chatting with Jennifer Spanos from Canna Business ERP. So um, there's a lot of complexities to running businesses and staying compliant in the cannabis industry. So I think what's obvious is that leaning on technology can be a really helpful way to keep track of everything. So we don't have to reinvent the wheel, especially when you're moving into new markets. Um, or wearing too many hats, uh, which frankly, our industry just has a lot of hats. <laughs> um, so technology and software are really there to back us up and save us time and save us money. And hopefully a few headaches along the way be saved as well, right? <laughs> hopefully so. That uh, That's kind of the end goal for sure. I mean, you want to have technology that is built for the cannabis industry, right? It is a unique industry. There's lots of complexities, as we talked about, that go along with that. A lot of challenges, a lot of compliance issues, um, nuances to things like finances and taxes that you really need to understand well, I think, to have that technology be as helpful as possible. And as you scale and expand, you also need to make sure that all the parts of your business, including 
any different entities, different companies, finance, operations, all those pieces are working together so that you have that single source of truth. And if you have a bunch of different systems or you're doing some of it manually, you really don't have that same big picture that is all accurate, up to date, and the same decisions as easily or as quickly or as accurately, honestly. So, you know, having a system that takes all of that stuff, is able to put it together, is able to keep track of, of that information in a compliant way is important because that allows you to really see how profitable you are, how your inventory is running or, or is managed. You can track waste, you can track your efficiency, and it makes it much faster, right? So you want it to be better, you want it to be easier, and you want to be able to make faster decisions because you have that accurate information. So mm-hmm. it should hopefully eliminate headaches in that way and save us time and money. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, as we're starting to wrap up here, uh, I wanted to mention there's a new report that you put out called Expanding into New Markets. Um, I believe that we published a blog with some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about the report about expanding into new markets and, and where listeners can go download it for themselves. Right. So we have published a guide to expanding into new markets. And it really looks at what's happening or what we expect to happen in 2022 in terms of promising new markets, states to watch out for over the next year, how to go about expanding your business, uh, either through new license or through acquisition, addressing complexities that often go along with operating in multiple states and multiple markets. And then, of course, how um, our solution can fit in and help people out. And you can find that on our website at cannabusinesserp.com in the resource section. Wonderful. Yes. And thanks for contributing uh, some really cool educational blog content on NCIA's website as well. Um, There is a blog on our website from late January 2022 on expanding into new cannabis cannabis markets. Um, And there's also a link there to check out the report as well. So um, yeah, it's really exciting to see these new markets coming up every every year. Um, it, every, month. All, every, every month. Every <laughs> month. Absolutely. Um, and I know there's a lot of eyes on New York. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of hope for some of these other straggler states to kind of get it together and see the benefits of allowing small businesses in cannabis to operate the tax revenues that that state will get through generating sales, the job creation uh, of these companies as well. And, you know, not to mention putting much fewer people. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute behind bars for a plant is also ideal. 
Um, I'm also encouraged by uh, states really starting to understand that social equity provisions need to be included from the get-go, that part of legalizing cannabis is to repair the harm done by the war on drugs. And this has affected Black and Brown communities the most. Um, so back to your point about involving the community, I think it's important to look at these laws that will expunge records of people who had minor cannabis offenses to allow them to participate in this industry um, that has historically uh, worked against them. So there's, there's a lot of hope for the future here as we continue to expand into new markets across the U.S. and in Canada, and it looks like Mexico's well mm -hmm. on their way as well. Um, so it's fascinating stuff. Thanks for taking some time to talk with me today. And, and cannabis business software is, you know, we're, it, it's, it's a sign of the times that the cannabis industry is becoming more sophisticated. You know, we're not just writing things down on clipboards with markers anymore. We've got it. We've got this locked down with technology, which is very, very, very cool. Well, thank you again, Jan Jennifer. Where can our listeners find out more about Cannabis ERP? So again, I'll refer them to our website, which is cannabisnesserp.com. Wonderful. Thanks again. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.